Hello and welcome to the Ireland on the Fly podcast about the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland. And for this episode, we wanted to speak to one of the next generation of fly anglers in the country. And Darren Maguire is not just a good angler, he's also the youngest captain of an Irish locks team to date. We spoke to Darren about his mentorship under his father, how he started guiding at the age of just 10 on Loch Melvin, and how his passion for the sport has remained undimmed since he first picked up a fly rod. And Tom, now, before we hear from Darren, I suppose for me, what really stood out when talking to him was just the sheer enthusiasm and love that he has for fly fishing. Yeah, Darren, I mean, like, you really, you get blown away almost with the the enthusiasm he, um, that Darren has. He's really, really keen. Now, I know Darren from fishing the competitions myself, and Darren is an exceptionally good angler. He really has come onto the scene. And uh, I suppose in a sport that, uh, or in the competition scene, young guns in, in fly fishing could be as, as, as still in their mid forties, but like, you know, Darren is genuinely a, a young gun, you know, as he's talking about there is winning the national, um, and he's still in his twenties and right, captain in the team now. No, he really is, but he's a really, really good angler, but his enthusiasm just came across, but like, you know, there was really no other chance, as you said, like guiding from the age of 10, <laughs> that's something else. He really had such a kind of a, an incredible mentorship really, didn't he? In terms of, you know, his father was a very good angler, you know, was out all the time and brought him out with him and, you know, was quite stern and, you know, quite tough in terms of doing things properly, but it just seemed to be the best foundation for, for the future success. Yeah, it really did work for me. Like when he tells us there that he had to go to the stock lake to, you know, to hone up on his striking or he wasn't in the boat with his dad for the competition for the weekend. Yeah. But, you know, as, as we said, as Darren said, it, it worked, you know, he did those things. And yeah, he really brought him along, and and it's gas that he says that. I and mean, he talks about his dad because anybody knows Sean. Sean's a really nice, easy going guy. And um, but just said when he's in the boat, he's focused. And when he got into the boat with him, he had to be focused too. But um, yeah, it, it it served him well. It served him really well. We're going to hear from uh, Darren now. And I suppose the other thing, just when we do hear from him, is just to bear in mind, and you know, part of the reason why we did want to talk to him was he is just thirty three. He's the youngest captain of an Irish locks team. And this really is kind of, we want to see more of this, I suppose, really. It's kind of the, the, the next generation coming through. Uh, and it's just great to see, um, you know, somebody like Darren of his generation, such a, a such a good angler, uh, but B, so enthusiastic um, about fly fishing as a sport. Uh, and it really, you know, for kids coming through, you know, I could just imagine him coaching kids and, you know, passing on that kind of enthusiasm and infection. Um, you know, for, for the next generation. So um, let's hear from Darren Maguire now. And I first asked him about his introduction to the competition scene. I suppose I was very fortunate that I was brought up by uh, my dad, Sean Maguire, who had been, has a tackle shop, who has been a guide from, I knew literally from I was three or four, I was running around boats Similar to Tom, you know, where I had people and customers coming in and we were guiding. I started guiding when I was 10, which is kind of hard to believe, but I actually was 10 when I brought my first two doctors out. And they got, I think it was, I remember it was one of those weird things, but they got two salmon on the troll in Melvin. And the deal was that I got a 30 pound note when I got the first salmon. So after they got the second salmon, I had 60 in the bag and they were like, you're getting no more money. <laughs> so that was my start. You're that thinking as a 10-year-old, this is brilliant. I'm onto a winner here. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of a, it was a bit of a weird one. But 
dad set us up with the gear and I, I, I knew what I was doing kind of to a certain extent because look at, I was very fortunate. My father was, you know, he, he was a top, he, he was a top angler for, for 40 years really, you know, and a very, very good angler in, in, in competition. So he was, he was very well respected and well known and won the world cup, won all the competitions basically, to be honest, that, that I don't know of. Um, and he, Demanded obviously when we went out in pairs competitions that obviously I had to deliver. So from an early age, I was either it was either be a good angler or you weren't getting in the boat with me. So or you weren't getting dinner. <laughs> so it was basically like that. I actually remember one story. It's a random one. I was telling the guys I was out fishing today and I was just uh, um, practicing. I was James telling one of the guys I was actually getting ready for a competition. Me and Dad was, and he came over to me. He goes, I can't you can't come with me on Sunday. And I says, why? And he goes, you're striking fish too quick. And I says, what? And he goes, you're striking two fish too quick. He says, you're going to cost me two or three fish in the competition. Now I was 11 years old, literally. I'm 11 years old here. So I went to a stock lake, spent three days before the stock lake on Keenahan, practicing my, my technique of striking fish on the dries. I got it right the third evening. Dad came down to watch me. And he goes, no, you're doing all right. You're doing okay. Okay, you can come. And we actually won the competition that day with eight trout. And uh, I had four and he had four. And like, so from an early age, I kind of, it was kind of demanded to have done well in, in some ways to, so that I at least get out in the competitions with dad. So so basically, you basically you got to hand it to Sean. Those tactics worked. Oh, they did. They did. There's 100% they did. Because from that day on, I never struck a fish too quick, you know, which is weird. Um <laughs> But uh, now he did give me a few methods that for the, over them three days. There was a lot of there was a lot of practicing done, you know, just to get me right. But I remember well after. I remember the first time I beat him, which was tears to me eyes. At ten years old, couldn't believe him. My mother used to give out to him actually because he used to beat me that bad, like ten nil, ten nil, and I come home crying and all this. But we look at we. I learned the hard way that that you know I had to kind of get up to the grips pretty quickly. But I was very fortunate that I had. Someone that taught me basically the the massive amount of information and knowledge about lakes and lock style, and then I was fortunate he never fished for Ireland. So then when I thought a few years ago, I said, right, look at I'll 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 start maybe going on to the Irish team. I had that extra, you know, competition anger was we we were always fishing competitions from when I was a Cubs, so I knew I knew that. Obviously, the standard you'd have to get to, and it was lucky enough that I was able to just all of a sudden go into that straight away, you know. And it was, to be honest, easy enough for me because it, it, it we were fishing very competitive competitions on a weekly basis anyway, all around Ireland, you know, from Mass, Corrib, Sheelan to Melvin, Arrow, the whole way through, even up the lakes in Donegal. We used to go up to like Fern, me and Dad, all pairs competitions. So. The beauty of pairs competitions for a young lad, and if there's anybody ever learning how to fish, it's, it's a great way to learn because if you have a good angler in a boat, he's going to eventually, he wants you to catch fish. So he's going to push you to be, get the right flies, the right this, the right that, doing everything the right way. So it's very important. Like I, when I bring some of my friends out now, and I, I always do say fish a competition with me because I'll actually be pushing more on that competition with them. So um, it's just something that I, I think personally helped me a lot, you know. Um, There's a couple of things actually strike me on that, Darren. One is uh, the competitive nature of your family. 
<laughs> which is not necessarily a bad thing because I, I think you know, like I'm, I'd be a little bit like that with my kids. Like, and you gotta, you gotta go be the best you can. You know, no second place. You know, it's a bit of that, like. And I like I honestly think there's no harm with that, like you know. Um, but it's, it's funny because my dad, if you know him, and Tom knows him well, he's he's as quiet as a mouse. But it's when that it's it's weird. He just tur- he can go out fishing and catch no fish, but seeing that competition, he just turn a switch, and it's just like a he's like a robot. It's just bang clicks, and he just he's like a different person altogether. He's just brains focusing totally different everything it's it's insane like you know uh, it's hard to even describe until you're actually in a boat with him you know um but that's i suppose i learned that pretty quickly from an early age and that that was i suppose i, I think one of the big things helped me along the line you know um but it's also a backhanded compliment too wasn't it the fact that you he had you in the boat with him it was <laughs> was now we were very fortunate we were doing a lot of like, because we were doing a lot of guiding, we were able to be on the lake. We were able to suss out what was going on. So we were going out in competitions that we were literally expecting to do well, you know. Um, and I remember coming home one day and mom says, how did you just do? We came second. Like, we won 300 euros. Dad, my dad goes, no, no good. And he, like, that was, he says, no, we did, did, do, didn't go great today. But we actually did do great because... We, we we lost four or five fish in play and that was <laughs> everybody else was like oh we done great we came second dad was like no no we didn't do it didn't do great no we had five tried but we didn't do great no <laughs> amazing um can i ask you to start even just to go back a bit on the the fact that you started guiding at 10 that's actually a it strikes me as you obviously you, you knew the fishing and the lake so well but also you must have had a certain personality that you were able to be confident dealing with adults and, and knew your stuff so well. Like, Well, I think, I think it's hard to believe when I, I think if I ever have kids and, and 10 is just crazy. I look at the people at 10 and going, was I actually out? But I have actually diaries for what I used to write when I was 10 of areas. I actually look back my through my whole diaries, even in the international now, I'm, I'm actually doing it a lot because, you know, for other things. So, um, but what I was doing is because I was dealing with a lot of people in our shop, I was communicating with a lot of older people. So I was gaining a lot of knowledge and a lot to talk to people. And probably, you know, when, and probably when I was at school, it was a bit weird because I wouldn't say school was easy for me, but I was always talking to a lot of older people. So I was able to go guiding. I, I didn't, I never really thought it was age. I remember going to a competition one day in, in uh, Farrell's Bay and the guy, I was boating. And I had been practicing for a week and I was 14 and uh, the guy actually went into the boat and goes, you know, he came over to me and he goes, is your father at the toilet? And I goes, no, you're out with me today. And your man was like, I'm not going out with you. And he says, and then I remember, I think it was Stan McCarter, somebody came over and said, am I actually out with him today? And your man goes, come here, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that young fella there, you know, he's on the lake all the time. Like, so we actually came second in the competition and and I, sorry, I came second in the competition as an individual. And your man, I don't even think he got a fish for the day. And he was asking me questions all day. What are you getting them on? And this, that, and the other. But but it, that's the way I was. I just, I never really, I just thought it was kind of natural to be out fishing. And at a young age, look, at, to be honest, I was responsible. And, and dad taught me a lot of things. The first thing I learned was not how to fish. The first thing I learned was how to row over a fish on the dries. That was the first thing dad taught me. He actually tied me to the boat because I was that jumping around the boat at six. He used to say, 
right? What we used to do in the evenings was we'd go out and he'd see, he'd see a fish rising and he'd say to me, we're going to catch that fish, Darren, but we'll catch him in about five or ten minutes. And we'd go and take a cup of tea, we'd sit on the island, we'd watch the fish rise, and he'd say, there's, he's coming down there, and I look, he'll splash, he'll do a splashy raise, he's going to turn, he's going to go back up. And we kept doing this, and then he'd say, right, I'm going to catch him, and here's how I'm going to catch him, I'm going to cast in that area there, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And he was telling me all this stuff, so I hadn't even took a cast at this stage. I was learning how to cast on the river, but I was learning all this stuff about how to actually catch fish with a full line, even though I didn't know how to fish a full line. So then eventually when I started to go fishing at probably like actually in a boat when I'm at about eight, um, I I started to learn pretty quickly. So by 10, we were literally catching a lot of fish. I was, um, and then the competition scene kind of kicked in then, you know, so um, I was very fortunate, as I said, you know, that I got them skills. They were the biggest skills that, that I learned was in the dries. Like, you know, even I was using, I was catching a fish with my uncle there on Sheelan this year. And he says to me, what are you doing? And I was turning the boat on an angle. And he says, what are you doing? I says, no, the fish is not going to feel the boat here. I knew he was a big fish and I got him. He was seven pound one, you know, but that actually, what I did there was what dad taught me when I was eight. Literally, that's, that's what I did, you know, and I suppose there's other, I'm, t- I'm teaching it to people now and, and people sitting there going, that's amazing how that fish came up so close. So you were able to get the presentation into them. And they were the things that I learned as a young age that I'm still learning all the time. But, um, you know, if you have, as a young angler, if you want the basic skills, I suppose, boat management, boat setup, you know, whatever method you're going to use, you need to have your boat lined up. Like I'm a massive thing in a boat which I definitely don't want anything around me at all when I'm fishing I, that I if I can see a one fish rise in a day I could be out in a match and three rises I see in the day and I cover them three fish with a perfect cast that could be the difference to win a competition and not or the difference of having a good day on a pleasure day or not so by getting that perfect cast and presentation everything has to be right and dad always taught me clean boat have everything sitting off to one side everything ready and that was uh, the important thing we we um, we learned. And to this day, it, it's it's massive. And I suppose I tell a lot of people that. And some people look at me going, what is he on about? But when people actually get to a level of fishing, they understand that. Because even we were out today practicing. And the guy covered a fish today. But his line caught as he was just firing it out. And he didn't get the fish, like, literally. And that was it, you know. And if he'd have got the right cast of that fish, he probably would have got him. But... Um, so that, that's just some of the wee, wee tips I, I learned over the years, you know. I suppose, Tom, that's something you'd um, identify with as well, isn't it? In terms of like you were shown the boat at a young age from your dad and you were allowed out. Yeah, the clean boat. Yeah, huge thing. Nothing around you. Nothing around you and everything, everything out of the way. And where I really learned that then, Darren, was when I started doing night fishing. Because however bad it is, during the day but if you're doing any nighttime fishing you need absolutely nothing because you can't see it then so if it's caught you're gone and and it's interesting you should say that about that in thing today that one chance let's say if and the line got caught or that person you know if that was your one chance of the day if that was your one chance let's say it was a team competition and your team needed one fish <laughs> one fish the difference between let's say first and second yeah and it gets messed up because you've left something there yeah yeah, so if it's not there, it's not going to cause a problem. 
It sounds like you got such a great foundation, Darren, isn't it? it was like from that, like, you know, like, you know, similar to what Tom's talking about there. Like just Tom was just saying about that one chance. Like I was in the national the, the day I won the national renewal. Kevin Jerry, God rest him, he, he's passed away there lately. He was my boatman and I seen a fish rise. And Kevin says, You'll never cover him. And I says, Oh, I will. And I threw honestly now a full line, right, with a tree sweep and ten yards of backing. And I hit the fish on the nose. I got him three and a half pound. That was number six to win the, the national. And literally, Kevin just stood there going, he says, you're going to win it today. He said to me after I got that fish, he said, I can't, I can't even believe you covered that fish. But I did, and he got him. So that, that, was, that, 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 that is the difference in some really, really interesting days I've had over the years. I won the Oak this year, exact same. Covered a fish, full line, bang, got him. He was four and a quarter or something like that there. So... That that's happening regular to me, and and I'm not, I actually don't even think about it anymore until you start sitting down and thinking about it again, you know. But then we things make a massive difference when you're on your game and that's going right. I'm saying when it goes right, but if you've practiced at it and you're thinking of it, and you're constantly thinking of that, Darren. It's not a matter of if it goes right; it just does go right. Everything that you do to cover it comes that natural to you now, you know. You, you don't you don't even think of it, you know, and and look at there's a range of other skill, you know. The, the the thing about when we were fishing, we're very lucky where we were from Melvin, you know, you have your 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 standard wet flies, you have Aaron, you have your dries, you have arrow, you have your night fishing. We're very lucky from where I was brought up in, you know, we were always an hour away from good fishing. I have the carb mask for if I go down to carb I fish buzzers, I have some great fishing and a lot of other things, canis not. So like we're very lucky in Ireland and the fishing we're doing. We have a full balance of stuff. So, um, and it's challenging. Some of the fishing's great and challenging and everything like that. And you're learning all the time from it. And and but it's amazing if you get them basic skills from early stages. It'll bring you for every method you do, whether you go international fishing, whether you go rainbow fishing, whatever. When you learn them basics, uh, what I call basics now, it, it's amazing how it how it uh, helps you along the lines, you know. Did at any stage, because obviously, you know, you're obviously fishing, you know, with your dad all the time and, you know, got a great grounding. Did you get to the teenage years where you started to rebel and said, nah, feck this, nah, I'm out of here. Football took over for a while, but um, I remember actually I won a competition over in Kinlock, yeah, and... I, it was an individual, and I asked the boy, do you mind if I go out on my own? So I knew a drift was going well in the morning, so I went straight to it. I brought the fish, football gear with me, right? The match was at 4 o'clock. Actually, no, the match was at 3. So the, lucky enough in Garrison, the pitch is only literally two fields away from the lake. So I'd done the first drift in the morning on my own. I got nine Sonahan, right? Honest to God, nine sonna. It was it was it was a, a kill competition. So I had nine sonahan in the boat. I went and played the match. Came back, went to the weigh in, driv driv up the lake, weighed in the fish, won the, the 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 competition. And I remember the guys going, "Jesus, did you meet many in the evening?" And I was like, "I wasn't even fishing in the evening. I was playing a football match, a junior game for Devonish." <laughs> I, I remember, and uh, it was weird. Did you win? Like, but, yeah, yeah, did you win the match? And we, we we won the game by a point. I think. <laughs> yeah, so um, it was it was, but that was that was a bit of a. I was under pressure a bit for football for a while, but no, I was very lucky because Dad always was boating, and I was I was just uh, fishing was just everything to us. Like my fat, my granddad was a pure legend in fishing. He brought us everywhere. He 
like I remember we we go to Arrow in August. We went here, there, everywhere. You know, my 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 granny. It's all it's just in, it's just three generations. We like it was four of my uncles and myself qualified in the World Cup one day. Garrison opened the same. You know, um, there was three of us in the top ten one day in the in the, in the World Cup. Me, I think that was Dad, myself, and I think Granddad. You know, so we always had fishing the whole family it was always talked about it was known when i'm at my local same as tom from where he is everybody knows me as the fisherman it wasn't anything else really you know um and the same with the whole family so it kind of just came natural to me that that uh, i was fishing but yeah when teens came and, and kind of passed i suppose i still was fishing and 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 then i kind of got um i suppose when you were in college i was studying in college doing civil engineering that was tough because the actually thing that got me through college was was fishing because I knew if I worked hard I could get out fishing in the weekends you know and it it was tough for them four or five years there's no doubt about it and you did you didn't get to do as much fishing but it was worth it at the end up you know because you you know you, you got your education but um but yeah that was probably down to my mom and dad that pushed me in that and just said look and take a break for a couple of years but but um and what's the day job Darren? Well, I work for Tracy Concrete at the moment, so I'm sales design manager, so a precast company. We do precast for road road projects all around Ireland, UK and Europe. So, um, Have you ever had an inkling to try and make a career out of fly fishing? Maybe maybe when later on in years, maybe. But um, yeah, look, my dad does that at the moment. And look, he's a genius as a guide, you know, the same as Tom is there. You know, they just know the water definitely look at maybe it's something to, down the line but no i'm very happy at the moment i like i like the balance of work and pleasure you know um i like that i'm able to work hard during the week and then go right i'm going fishing on saturday oh i can put my all my energies to fishing for that saturday and then maybe go and have a nice day with the wife on on sunday <laughs> it, it's funny actually because i, I... I know Tom talking to you like you know I know when you're so busy Tom in the middle of the guiding season you'd be exhausted like you know a day out and and it's another day out in the water it's another day out in the water not you know and it's it's a bit of a grind and it sometimes isn't it Tom when you're right in the in the the, the middle of it like, oh yeah well like I'm but I'm envious of Darren there when he's talking about you know going fish on Saturday like I haven't fished I haven't fished for nearly a, a month I've last time I fished with the Connacht Cup which was at the start of the Start of May. I haven't. I haven't fished. I've been out in the lake every day. I've been out in the lake every day since seventh of tenth of April. Right, but I haven't fished for like three weeks. Right, <laughs> so yeah. So I'm really envious of you, Darren. So yeah, that's the plus side. And and what Darren says there, what you have is great. You have your career. You have that. But then you have something to look forward to, and the fishing, and you can really concentrate. And by the way, you do concentrate on the fishing. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So that's another aspect of it. I think I think your fishing can suffer if you're guiding. Yeah, it can. And there's no doubt about it. Even I think Dad was saying that there. You know, he's guiding a lot at the moment, and I suppose you're match fishing for competitions too, because sometimes you're guiding people maybe at a different level than what you are at, and it sometimes might affect you at times too. You know, so look at that's 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 the way it is. But. Um, but guiding's a lovely thing too. Look at, I enjoy guiding. I used to love guiding because bringing people to fish and getting fish and working out fish and other people and 
sometimes I, I, I was out with two Americans one day and they, they couldn't cast. So what did I do? I kept on the oar all day, thrown out short. And, and they had a fierce, they had a five fish. And I remember say coming in going, how did I get the five fish? But I did, like, I got them the five fish. And it was just, uh, you know, and I remember the boy saying to me, you know, after he got the fifth, he goes, we're, we're due another one. I was looking going, holy God, you've done well to get five, you know, between the two years, like, but... But uh, look at that's the way it went. But no, look, at, I suppose guiding is, is a big thing in our family. And, and in fairness to dad, he has been doing it for, for a long, long time. And, and, and credit to him, you know, it's, it is tough. But, but it, there is an enjoyment, Tom, as you said there, you know, like when you're able to get people fish and different methods, different areas, sussing out areas, you know, and places like some of the places like, the guide always knows the, the, the wee jukey spot that a lot of people just doesn't know because he's on that water and sees sees them wee things. And it's amazing, like, you know, even Loch Aaron, when I used to guide Loch Aaron, I can still go to it and know this wee corners. And I'm just looking, going, there's a, a fish at that rock and there's a fish here at this rock. And that's the way it is. But but no, so... Um, I love bringing... I have a place here that I call the secret shallow. I love bringing people to it. And they go, what? what? Why is it a secret shallow? All right, just go, you'll see. <laughs> um, and tell me this, Darren, um, in terms of how did you, or when did you first um, get the Irish caps? Um, I got the first Irish caps probably, it was 2018. Um, that was my first cap on Lock Mask. We, uh, we won the gold. We had a great captain and a great team. Uh, Mike Keady was captain. Um, and that was a, Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant um, four weeks because I suppose I was used to, I remember fishing in the national the year before that and I suppose I had fished so many competitions prior to actually getting internationals and people have said to me, why did you not fish juniors and stuff? I was too busy guiding for juniors. I remember uh, um, one of the McLarens, Trevor McLaren or Donald said to me one day, oh, we have to get you up to an Irish team. On the... I, I was fishing matches for £600 first prize and all in my head was to win that, and that was it. It was nothing to do with iron. But I remember somebody saying to me, you know, geez, you never fished for iron. And I said, God, I'll do that next year. That's I just randomly said that. And uh, I I went to the National and done a wee recce on the National and and won the National, actually. But um, uh, it was just because I'd fished other, other stock lakes at the time, and I, I was very... Com just came natural to me that day, the, the way the fish were going, and, and, and it just went for me. So I was lucky enough to get on that team, and then I, I, I double qualified that year again on Lock Mask. So I love fishing Lock Mask. So um, that was it. So I, I double qualified that year. So I fished on, on um, Mask. We won the gold medal. As I said, it was a, oh my God, the atmosphere around it, the buzz, the level of, of, of expectation, you know, that we had to deliver a gold at home. And there was a lot of pressure for me personally going out, uh, massive pressure uh, going out because I lost my first fish two pound at the side of the net. But I remember losing that fish. It was one of the most things I, it makes me shiver even thinking about it now because Mick Dunn was my boat man. And I remember saying to myself, I either sink or swim here because i done really well to hook him on the bob, everything. And I remember saying to myself, just forget about him, you know, and just get going again. Within five minutes, I had another one, two and a quarter. And I just kept going that day. And I, I think I'd 
four, three or four fish for the match and we all we all done well and the practice went well everything went well and and uh and uh when we won the gold it was just it was just something that i i can't explain because my whole family was around me and it was it was really nice uh that morning dad was down too and it was just it's something like that our family had never really went to that level of the irish team you know and dad had never done it because he he was always guiding and and it was love it was really nice to do that for me personally and for the team uh, around me which was a very very well educated team and very experienced team in furnace and and then then that that uh, the the autumn we went to uh, i think it was brennick so we did and i suppose i hadn't a lot of rainbow fishing done but as i said you had the natural skills that you have from a young age and the bit of jukiness and that you were able to, and I, I had top rod on, 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 I was the top Irish rod in Brennick. That, uh, but it, it fished t- pretty tough on the match day for me. I, I had seven fishing in a couple hours, and then my plan was just didn't go for me on the, on, on, on the, but I learned a lot of lessons uh, that day. I learned a lot of lessons about flies. I lost six fish in the play in the evening, which could have got me the overall top rod, but look at that, doesn't, it wasn't really interesting that anyway, but it was. I learned a lot of lessons in in rainbows that day because, um, after going seven one up to on an angler, the Welsh guys basically pulled it back to I think five seven, and I was shivering, going, "What is he doing?" But he just changed method altogether, and that was a different level of fishing again for me. Um, but oh, I remember going. I remember going home that night. I actually. Didn't even get to get the cup because I had to go back to my, my one of my best friends was getting married. So I got the boat back that night. And I remember sitting there, I couldn't even sleep with excitement going, how did he get them fish? You know, it was a totally different thing for me. And it was it was brilliant. Like, and I got so excited about it. And I do have a lot more rainbows now because of that. And because it, it, it's a totally different level of fishing again in different methods. And, and and I really enjoy it now, you know. And hopefully we're going to transfer it now um, in in September, the Irish team. So um, so that's going to be interesting too at the Rainbow. So uh, something to look forward to in September. And when were you made uh, captain, Darren? Made captain two years ago, and obviously with COVID, or three years ago now is it? And with COVID, we 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 had uh, obviously the international cancelled for two years, so. Now uh, I'm captain on Melvin now and, and next Friday, so um, a lot of added pressure there too. So, but I'm looking forward to it. I have a great team, and we've started a bit of practice, and we're working working well together. And hopefully, we can we can uh, do something special, maybe you know. But it, it'll take a lot of work, and and uh, yeah. So we, we we're looking forward to that. Michael Monaghan's the um, the manager, so. We're we're um, we're all just in the middle of practice there at the moment, basically, and and, uh, and the whole teams will be probably coming over now in the next couple of days, so it'll be all interesting. And I'm looking forward to it, really. You know, to be honest, it's 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 a bit uh, it's a bit interesting when it's on your home water because it's added pressure, obviously. But uh, I don't mind it really, you know. But um, but it definitely it's interesting when it's on your home water because. Mel- Melvin is is I'm used to fishing Melvin from I was going out as ten years old, so it'll be a good crack on Friday. You know when I go out there on the match and that, and probably one of the biggest competitions I've ever going to fish on Melvin, to be honest. So 
it's I'm looking forward to it. So what's the format just for people that might know, how does the format of it work? Well, to qualify for, for obviously for Ireland, you have to fish either um, a national or, or your Ulster. So I've qualified for, qualified for Ulster for next year for the for, for sorry for the September now in Sheeland. But you qualify for Ulster. Obviously, there's three four provinces. So there's Ulster, Leinster, Connacht, Munster. So then they're put into uh, top. I think it's top ten or fifteen goes into uh, to fishing into provincial. Uh, top 10 comes uh, into your, your the Irish team then. So what we have is we have 14 members of the Irish team. Uh, 14 Each each team has 14. And uh, going out on a one-day one match, there's a few practice days, official practice days prior to it. And then you just, it's 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 obviously, uh, it's your, 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 your um, biggest way to fish at, at the end of the day counts. And and that's it. It's team team event, 14 anglers. You're going to have guides in every boat, either measuring fish or, or the, there's a weigh-in, depending on where you are and what water. And um, mo- normally the whole um, team stay in the one hotel. So it's in the Great Northern in Bedorn this week. So um, that's really good too, because you get to meet the English, the Welsh, the Scottish, the whole heritage around them people, the, the, the way they fish. They all, everybody fishes different. It's amazing, you know, and you meet friends for life, which is crazy, you know. Like some of the people I've actually fished internationals with now, like even there, one of the guys texted me last week, wishing me the best luck. You know, I haven't talked to him two years, but he knew I was captain. He sent me a text, you know, best luck. We had that one great day out in the lake, and it's amazing as Tom says, the amount of people you meet, you know, through fishing. Fishing's a brilliant thing, you know. Like I, I was in holidays in Kerry one day, and I remember walking down through Killarney Street and there was people coming over to me, well, darn, how's it going? Like, and, you know, that's six hours away from us. You know, you meet people and you meet really good people all around Ireland, around the world fishing. Even in New Zealand, I, I done a, a month of New Zealand fishing there. and Like, it was brilliant. It's, it's amazing. No matter what country you go in the world, fishermen are very friendly, helpful. And a lot of people want to want you to catch fish, you know, and that's a that's a very important thing, you know. The whole idea of going fishing is to catch fish. Sometimes lock style fishing can be very tough, you know. Um, so that's why I do say I try your best to try and help people out, you know, to catch a few fish, you know, and that they're not going out blanking, you know, for years or weeks, you know, and that that actually, but probably for me personally, um, I think, you know, you have to build up a core of friends that's in fishing. I'm very lucky. I have a lot of, I have six or seven young lads. Well, I call them young lads, but we're not really young anymore, but we're all the same age and we're, we're all mad fishing. So it's really good because we're all kind of bouncing off each other. And obviously Tom has a few, the same in his group, like, and people, everybody else is their, their same. And that's the way. And, and people kind of, that keeps you going, you know, through the year because you're looking forward to the buzzer and you're looking forward to the Mayfly and the Spence and whatever it is, you know, on Melvin, the competition, the Melvin Open, the World Cup, so on and so forth. And that to me is, is, is it's not all about fishing. It's the crack along with the fishing, you know, at times too, is actually the best of it, you know, and maybe the weekend's away and this, that, the other. And the fish you lose is always the one you remember, you know what I mean? So... Can I ask you, Darren, actually, it's interesting you mentioned kind of the group with the friends and, and Tom for yourself as well, but in your area, like growing up and you mentioned, you know, the Devonish team, 
how many would have been fishing in that? And I'm trying to kind of, I suppose, draw out the kind of the demographic of it. Like you're 33 now. How many of your generation yeah, in the area fish? We would only have maybe five or six in our area, you know, of really core anglers. See, the the biggest issue with, with young anglers is that if you're not, if your father or your uncle or your relation isn't fishing, you don't get to stay fishing long. Like I, I remember bringing a few people out that were the same age as me and they were every bit as good as me, but they took up something else because they never kept being brought here, there and everywhere where I was lucky. Dad was paying me into competitions when I was a cub and it was great. I was loving it. Like going away on a Sunday with your father, sure it was perfect and we were fishing and that was it. So the big thing I think is, is I suppose, now I suppose put and take lakes have actually helped things. I was just in a, in a put and take lately there and, over the winter and I was just seeing the amount of people and young people starting to fish because they were actually catching fish. Everybody we caught went there, caught a fish and they were all doing well. So I, I suppose the wild lakes can be struggling. It can be hard going at times, but if you get out with someone experienced and get a foothold into what's going on, maybe fish a few rainbow lakes, get confident playing the fish, actually naturally playing the fish, landing the fish with the net doing everything yourself, you know, and then maybe taking that extra step, going to lay Loch Melvin, Loch Erin, Loch Mask, Loch Carob, Loch Sheelan. Do you know, um, sometimes people rush to go to Loch Melvin or Loch Sheelan and then they struggle and then they forget about fishing because they caught no fish. And sometimes they weren't prepared for that. You know, they weren't at that level to actually go out and catch a fish on a wild lake. And that's what I say to some people now is actually... I've brought people out even this year, out of some of my friends to, to, to think of the fishing. And I said to them, you know what you need to do is go to like the Birchwood or, or you know, somewhere down the, down the south and, and, and actually catch a few fish and get familiar with actual the basics of fishing first. And then, you know, I'll start bringing you out then when you have the basics casting and that. Like a lot of people... To me, you have to be a good caster for starters. Um, you know, you have to learn how to cast. You have to have that ability to to want to be good at casting. You know, I used to do the thing, and I used to go to the river myself at six years old, learning how to cast. And um, you know, and and um, I cast with two hands. I cast with one hand. It depends on what what I'm doing. If you know, and and. Uh, I, that's why I learned actually how to f fish was because I was so small and tiny. I had to cast with two hands to even be able to cast the rod when I was so young. I was only an eight foot rod or seven foot rod. Even dad had bought me. I remember you would see Darren casting with the two hands. Yeah. I remember someone saying to me one day, he goes, um, I think it was uh, some of the lads were saying, uh, he, I was out fishing and like I was only about 10 and the boy was saying, oh, there's a man out showing a young lad how to cast. And then he was watching the young lad cast, and the young lad was casting a full line, which is me, and the old man was barely able to cast. So he was like, Jesus, no, that's not the case at all. <laughs> oh, I think you're so right, though, Darren, um, about the, the put and take fish. He's like, you know, I, I two boys and, and a girl, and, you know, they're just mad. Like, you know, they see the pictures of the fish in the magazines around the house, and, you know, they just, I, I think kids by nature, you're just fascinated with nature you know, fish, you know, the river, the underworld, you know, what stuff goes on. They're just fascinated by that, I think, anyway. Um, and I remember first few times even just I'd bring them out to the shore, which is my local river. And it's tough, like, you know, and, and I don't want to bring them in wading because, you know, it's a, 
it's just I, I just wouldn't do it like until they're older but i remember then bringing them to adair springs and they just the sheer joy when they saw the fish you know just coming up to, and they were just oh my god there's fish there's fish there's fish you know they couldn't believe it and um and they caught fish and it was just you know and that was that's what sparks it. i think you're dead right you know and you hope maybe then it'll bring them on spur them on then when they're older and i think even for me and i think i've said this to you as well you know even if life gets in the way and they end up doing other stuff that's fine but you hope maybe in 10 15 20 years time that they refine it and rediscover it, you know, and and that. But it, I think I think now is the time to plant the seeds with them, you know, when they're younger. It is because it's amazing. It's amazing when when you do get that. You know, we were just saying there today, like we were out, we were out today. We put we cooked up a lovely venison burger. We had the Kelly kettle on. We had all. And I remember just saying, saying I was out with Owen Dunn today, and I says, Owen, look where we actually are. We're in a lovely sandy bay. Next thing, a deer runs down, starts to drink water shoots back up ducks were going around there was a mink running around we were all there and we were just in an element we were just like this is a paradise and some people they can go away from fishing then they come back and then they realize you know it is a, a totally for me it's it's pure relaxation like i mean it's it's heaven even though sometimes i look like i'm under pressure actually by it's 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 what i love and, and it is brilliant and for young people i think genuinely um, we 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 have kids now. We're doing the Garrison Lock Melbourne Anglers, brilliant, absolutely brilliant club. Is is um, we're we're pushing hard on on the youth at the moment, trying to get youth into it. And we have maybe sometimes thirty kids. We bring them out in boats. We first bring them to the put and takes. They catch their fish. They have the smile in the face, everything. Then we bring them to the boat, and they're amazed by the boat and all that. And from probably seven years up to maybe about thirteen. So. Hopefully, some of them anglers, you know, you know, if you only got five out of the thirty, I would call it a success, you know, and and uh, hopefully some of them will come eventually. But uh, boys and girls, and some of the girls, oh my, we had some girls a couple of years ago there last year, and they were brilliant. They were absolutely brilliant at, at casting, catching fish. They were coming natural. I set up the bung one day for them, and they were watching the bung going down on the rainbows, and they were striking and. The smile in their face, as you said, you know, it's it is priceless. So it is, and hopefully, you know, that's that's the aim for to try and get the youth into it. I would say more maybe is to start the putting takes more, or maybe even the rivers. The rivers were great for me. The river was the whole, everything for me, you know, because when I was young, I learned how to fish on the river. Really, when I was young, I, I remember actually, um, my mom's. Uh, I probably shouldn't be telling this story, but it's it's not a bad one. But they actually rang Finner Camp, the helicopter, searched for me one night in the river. I wouldn't come home. And Dad didn't panic. Dad says, no, he's all right. He'd be okay. And Mom was there crying, her eyes out going, it's two o'clock, Sean, in the morning. He, I was fishing the night. The sedge had come on in the night. And, and oh, it was a Sunday night too. I was meant to be going to school. And oh, the fishing was brilliant. I said, I cannot. I just kept fishing and fishing through the night. And it was moon. There was a moon and... I remember bringing loads of lunch and I didn't go fishing until about eight o'clock that evening. At about two o'clock, dad came home from Lock Arrow, I think it was in the summer. And dad's mom says, he hasn't come back yet, Sean. I, I've rang Finner Campton. The whole country was searching. The police were searching for me. And I came home at about half two with a big smile on my face. And I got, as to say, I got a bit of a, a awakening when I got home. And there was about 50 people all celebrating that I actually got home. But that was just, me as a young guy, you know, mad about fishing, but 
you know, and I think young people probably nowadays, I know there's a lot of other things going along and going going around with computer games and stuff like that, but, you know, if we do get the youth back out on the lakes, it will be a massive help, specifically for in 40 or 50 years' time when we need to protect our lakes, you know, and that's the important thing. If kids understand the lakes and kids that live locally to the lakes, you know, respect their lakes, you know, you we might have better fisheries in, in, in the future, you know. That's another thing that, that that's that's maybe looking down the line. I think you're so passionate, you're a brilliant advocate for it. You know, you're the next generation coming through and it's your message, how you're and how you portray the message is what needs to be kind of I think amplified more because I think kids would identify with your passion for the sport and the fact that you're younger. Because it's different like if you have a you know, an, an old granddad kind of talking about, oh, this is, I remember in my day, whereas, you know, you're, you're, you're closer to them in age. And you, you, I just, for me, just listening to you talk, Terrence, that passion um, that you have for it, I think is, is infectious and kids pick up on that. Like, and I think that's why we need more of what you're saying and, and the message and how, how you're saying it. I think that's, that's the key as well. Like, you know, uh, before we let you go, um, last question we always ask everyone is what's your most memorable fish? My most memorable fish was the hundred percent the day I won the Uchtarard on my own. Tom remembers this because I beat him that day. But uh, if <laughs> I was on my own, uh, well, I'm saying I was on my own. It was a pairs competition, but the guy that was with me was from Cork. He didn't catch any fish for two days, but I I got a really really good fish that day. I was out with a Welsh guy, day Willie, and I was in a tiny bay. I knew I was going to go into this wee small bay and I knew there was a fish in it, one fish, literally one fish. I knew I had a four pounder, I had a five and a half, I had a four pounder and I had a three and a half. I wanted one good fish. I says, I know, I know where he's going to be. And I remember talking to Dai Willie saying, I know where I'm going to get him, Dai. And Dai was like, thinking I was completely lunatic. Like, and I goes, I'm going to him. And I, I drove like literally for 20 minutes to get into this wee tiny bay. And I knew he was there. I and I drive into the bay and I look in and he's there. He's going with the tail up, head down. And I goes, right, reeled up, set up the tactics, the whole lot. Row the boat in, exactly as I was telling you earlier with my father. Rowed in and I was sitting at the side of a weed bed, a tiny wee bit of weeds. It was just a tiny wee bit of weeds. And I just looked and goes, I know when I hook this fish, he's going into the weeds. And I goes, right, right, get ready, darns, get ready. So I put on my methods a certain type of method for I was buzzer fishing at the time so I fire out this full line like that there but I watched the fish first and I, as a Sandia when I was eight years old dad was the fly was going down dad tied the boat I watched the fish heading away and as the fish went to the furthest distance away from me I rode like mad in got into a position threw a full line in got in the exact hole and I goes right the fly's there ready to rock rode the boat, fly, the boat back and I just sat there a full line away from the fish. Next thing, he was coming, coming. I goes, Day, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. And next thing, woof, into him. Soon as I hooked him, he, go, he went somersault, somersault, somersault. Four somersaults. He was five pound. Well, sorry, four and three quarters he was. And uh, he just went out the lake. And I goes, oh, my God. I looked around. And he was going straight for a rock. He went straight under the rock, right out under the rock. There was a hole in the bottom of the rock. And I was going, what do I do now? And I said, hold on a second. 
just just holding there. So I was sitting playing a rock. The fish was way out here, 30 yards. Eventually, I reeled him up. He went back through the rock again, right? Next thing I said, right, I have him now. Definitely have him. What did he do? Run straight for the weed bed that I was talking about. He got all tangled up in the weed bed. I said, no, he's not going to get off. And Dice says, oh, he is. He's going he's to get off down. He's going to break. I says, no, he's not. I rode the boat back. I pulled the actual weeds up. I dropped the rod, actually. And I pulled the weeds up. The fish ran off with the weeds. I lifted again. And after about probably 40 minutes playing the fish, I got him. And as soon as I got him, I says, if I can't win this competition today, I says, I'm never fishing again. You know, and I got him and and uh, that was it. Like, but I, I have to say that's the most memorable fish because it was just it was just an insane bit of things. But actually, when I, when I landed the fish, Dave Willie said to me, I actually thought you were going to jump into the... I actually thought you were going to jump in after him, he says, when he went into the weeds. And I actually thought at one stage, will I jump in? I was that excited about catching this fish. I was jumping around the boat. like. But, um, oh, he was, he, was a, he was a brilliant fish. But when I came in that evening, you know, and won, won it, it was because it was, the Uchtarad was something, because Dad had won it with Kevin Curran. It was one I had to win. Like, it was just, I had to win it. And it wasn't that we win it on my own, but it was, it was more about just to win the competition and, and, the anglers, the quality of the anglers that fish that competition are really second to none. You know, they're, they're, they're really top anglers. Like, and for me personally, it, I was very lucky again to win it this year and, and with me, with me friend, Jane, you know, and, and we, we retained it actually. And it was, it was really, really, really special because as I said, the, the quality of the anglers in, in some of them competitions are, they're sometimes at a different level than a lot of the anglers and on, 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 in the scene, you know, and, and, Sometimes the win, when you win a competition like that, it's just, it's just priceless, like you know. So, well, I have to say, Darren, uh, if anybody, if you're if you're not <laughs> enthused by listening to that story about how to about catching a fish, you know, that's what it's all about, like you know, in terms of spotting it and going after it and the fight and everything like that. Just for me, sums you've got to bottle all of that, Darren. You bottle it. Yeah, Seriously, it's, it's great stuff. Darren, very best of luck um, next week in the competition. No pressure. Thanks a million. You're on, Melvin. Uh, you have to do it. <laughs> best of luck on it, Darren. Really, best of luck. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about the pressure. Nah, it'll be great. Best of luck on it. Thanks a million, lads. Don't forget to rate, review and follow the Ireland on the Fly podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Plus, you can keep up to date on ironlonthefly.com as well as on Instagram. And myself and Tom will be back with another episode about the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland.